beautiful day to come to church. Amen. Amen. Sorry, my pages of my Bible want to stick together. Good to see everybody here. It's good to see some new faces. On behalf of the San Ramon Valley Bible Church, we were very serious about our beliefs that are in the back of the bulletin. I realize most of you already know that. And also, what's on our schedule? We determined early on that we wanted to make things as convenient for people as possible and yet make sure that the responsibility to let new Christians as well as old grow in Christ. And so, um, as Dean mentioned, we have different different meetings, different Bible studies. But above everything else, it's important for us to make a statement every time someone new comes through the door. That's Jesus is Lord. That's it. <laughs> Plus nothing. Jesus is Lord. Amen? Amen. Look at you guys. You're all wide awake. Let's see if I can put you to sleep. I hope not, really. Sincerely, I hope not. Before we read the scripture, let's just take a moment and pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day which you've made. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that according to your promise, where two or three are gathered in your name, there are you in our midst. And so we really rejoice greatly that you're here with us. I pray that my words would be your words, Lord. My thoughts, your thoughts. And just hide me behind the cross this morning. So all glory and all honor go to you. And we pray all these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text this morning is from the book of Ephesians. I love Ephesians. It's in the New Testament. It's my second favorite book tied with Colossians. Now, for the deans of the group, we have Ephesians, we have something, and we have Colossians. So you have to try and figure out what my favorite book is. Look at you. Just got it right away. I just I just can't wait. I can't wait to sit down with Paul. Honestly. And being a chatty kind of guy, which most of you can sustain and confirm, I just want to sit there for days and months and listen to what he has to say. That's one of the marvelous things that I love about heaven. The different people we'll meet. Always been a huge fan of Spurgeon, Harry Ironside and others. And we'll be able to talk. Other people in the Bible, my uh, my Old Testament favorite person may be mm, unusual, some may think, but it's Ruth. 
And as a very young Christian, I just was overwhelmed with her dedication and loyalty. And having come from what I thought was a rock solid belief in uh, atheism, that there was no God before I was saved, um, I could relate to once hearing the gospel and being saved by Jesus Christ and being washed in his blood. I, I just I relate and it'll be a joy to meet her also in heaven, along with a cast of of, of, of just hundreds and, and hear and listen to their stories. I think it's just a marvelous thing. But today we're going to um, speak from the book of Ephesians and chapter six. And our first verse will be verse 10. Familiar to the old salts here. Um, I titled my message, Are You Aware of Spiritual Warfare? It was interesting once Adel and I had to meet a gentleman who was a pastor of a different sect. We were going to sublease from him. And along the conversation, <coughs> he was happy to tell us that his, um, his, his um, sect didn't believe in the devil. Now, no matter where, what you're naming your church, if you're an evangelical, Bible-believing, Bible-teaching Christian and your, and your membership in your church, you know, we were, we were just very polite. We said, oh, well, that's good for you, I guess, <laughs> you know. But realizing the truth of the matter, <clears throat> that's horribly naive because he's out there to do us harm every day of every week and every month and every year. <clears throat> so we'll start. <coughs> Excuse me. Naturally, my asthma kicks up this morning. But we'll start with verse 10 and go through. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. Having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having your and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation 
and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. May the Lord bless the reading of his scripture. We'll take it verse by verse. First verse, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. For a Christian, there isn't any better place to be than in the Lord. We don't ever want to get outside the fellowship we have with the Lord. And only one thing can really interfere with that. And that's sin. But blessed be our God, who, when we became born again, the Holy Spirit came to indwell each and every believer. And if we're really walking with Jesus Christ and we err, I don't know about you, but I feel I feel cold. I feel alone. Which is a good thing. And if we're sincere, when you get set, set aside all the busyness of the day and just say, Lord, in, in, in sincerity, how have I erred? He is faithful to let you know right away. Right away. And then take care of it. Maybe you said something you shouldn't have to someone. Maybe you thought of something that you shouldn't have thought of about someone else. Whatever it is, he is faithful to cleanse us from all sin. We have to stay in him every day, every minute of every day. And in his might, a quote, in our own strength, we are no match for the devil. So the first armor command is that we should be continually strengthened in the Lord and in the boundless resources of his might. William McDonald wrote that. Many of you, you knew him. He is in a happier, much happier place now. Moving on to Ephesians 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And boy, does he have a lot of them. And he tailor-made them to each and every one of us. Put on the full armor of God. Another quote. It is necessary to completely be completely armed. One or two pieces will not do. Nothing less than the whole armor of God provides and will keep us fully protected. Schemes of the devil. Again, boy, he has them. And he's always there. He's always willing. He's always happy. And he's always rejoicing if we decide 
to not like the way somebody treated us or the way they looked at us or not happy maybe even with your grade if you're in school or your performance at work. Whatever it is, boy, he's right there to say, you poor person. How dare they? All right. Now, if you respond and say, well, that's right. He'll hand you his card, spiritually speaking. I'm happy to put on your full pity party. I'll take care of everything. I'll be your best buddy. Because you just didn't deserve that. Schemes. And it's different for each one of us. But when we're in the full armor of God, when we're resting in Christ, we can say with conviction to that voice, hit the road. There's no room for you here. Another quote. Christian warfare or conflicts is with the devil and his deceit with the principalities, the powers or rulers of the darkness of this world, with the spiritual armies of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's what he has to work against us. The moment each and every person accepts Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you and I have made an enemy. So along the road, if he can get us in time, the affection towards Christ and and, and church and things starts to wean, he's right there to help keep us busy and not correct things with our Lord and Savior. It's a powerful group of demons he has at his disposal. We're no match for him. But praise be to God, Jesus Christ is. Another quote. Every true child of God soon learns that the Christian life is a warfare. The host of Satan are committed to hinder and obstruct the work of Christ and to knock the individual soldier out of combat. The more effective a believer is for the Lord, the more he will experience the savage attacks of the devil. The devil does not waste ammunition on the nominal Christian or the carnal Christian. Because they are no threat to him. Moving on to Ephesians 6, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, and it isn't. A lot of people are powered by the devil, individuals that aren't Christians. There's a whole lot of people that don't like us. The fact that we say 
Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation, the only way to heaven, irks a lot of people, irks a lot of other religions. But that's what we believe because that's what he says. Nothing but faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified will do. Ephesians chapter chapter 6, verse 13. Take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Therefore, take up the full armor of God. We heard a quote earlier. It has to be the full armor. It has to be everything. For that to happen, we have to be walking. And believe me, there's no better place to be as a Christian. There's no better life to have than trust him and rest in him. It's a fabulous life. When I was not a Christian, you were a quirky lot to me. And I was not a nice guy. And there's this poor quartermaster on board the ship I was on off of Vietnam. We both shared the first name, Bill. And he was very dedicated and he was very gracious and and he was very loving to all my rebukes and accusations and mockery that I gave him. He just would drink them up with Jesus Christ's love. I don't know whether he'll be shocked or be rejoicing when we get to heaven and he sees me. You know, I don't know. He'll say, hallelujah, I prayed for you, you know, or. Really? You? You know, I I don't know. But here's the thing. Here's the glorious thing about him. Every time I'd go up and and we shared one thing. I didn't like liberty in foreign countries. I just I I didn't didn't. I wasn't big on it unless I went to an American hotel or a chain called Intercontinental just to have a meal. I mean, a real meal and and enjoy the air conditioning. Um, But. Most of us hung out on the ship a lot. He, because he was a righteous man, me, I just didn't want to get in trouble. So I get up there and I was in charge behind the main con area where the captain sits and and the navigators are all. And and I was a radarman. We were in the next section back. So we would run into each other a lot. And I could guarantee you when we were in port and, and people were on liberty, Bill, no matter if he had liberty or not, would be sitting on a a stool on the nav table with his cup of coffee, his his notes and his Bible open, which was just a great chance for me just to give him a hard time. Okay, but that's what people do. I did not like Christians. I found them arrogant, found them condescending, found them so wrapped up in their own truth. They couldn't see anything because there wasn't anything else. But there was a day I came to accept him, to understand how much he loved me just because I was a soul, a rotten soul, a sinner, but he loved me. Praise be to God for that. Moving on to verse 14. Stand firm, therefore. 
having girded your loins with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. The first piece of armor is the belt. Covers the lower area, which is very vulnerable for a soldier if you're in combat with someone on the other side. You get a you get a mortal wound there. You're done. You will not you will not last long off to the off of the battlefield, especially back then. We must be faithful in holding up the truth of God's word. It is so necessary for the truth to hold us up also. It's an encourager, isn't it? When you share the truth, it's a wonderful thing. There's a real blessing there. There's a real fringe benefit for us. And we test everything by the truth. And we have to, and this is so essential, we have to apply these things to our daily life. Every day. I met a Christian once where he said to me, I'm not good in the morning. So before I go to bed, I have my devotion and I have my time with God. I just listened. You know, he wasn't asking for my advice. But as sad as I look first thing in the morning, a good splash of cold water usually can resurrect me. And then I have the most beautiful, the most wonderful visit with my Savior. It's interesting, back in December when I was in the hospital for two weeks, was some of the best time I ever spent with Jesus Christ. Because they put me on prednisone. Grandpa's chatty, but when you give me prednisone, boy, I'm wide awake. I look like, you know, a cartoon character. Uh, it just is. I get three hours every night, and that's it. But I found what wonderful times I could have with him outside those three hours before there was anything going on in the hospital till the day came around. We need that time. We need to be fortified. It isn't something you can, you can put three hours in and hope that if the gas tank will last the rest of the week. It won't. It'll last you the rest of the day if you, if you have good fellowship. And if, if something's really challenging you, pull over in your car, go, go outside for a walk and just regain whatever it is that you need to with the Lord. Everything with him has to be applied to our life. Adel has relatives that go to a Christian church in Southern California. And their pastor doesn't show up much except on Sundays to give the message because he says, I prefer theology to people. Um, I would really prefer to be in a college and teaching rather than than what I'm doing. Oh, we just we ached when we heard that. How sad, how sad not to be there. The one thing I love about Sylvia and Adel, and this isn't any criticism on anybody else, but they decided a long time ago to print their cell phone numbers in the directory. 
If you needed them, they were available. Um, they are polar opposites from that man. They are there. They're shepherds. They, you, you, you need to have at the head of your church shepherds that care for the flock. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Oh, this is a, a wonderful part. Because, you know, the breastplate in the olden days when they put on their armor covered their chest. And what's in the chest? The heart. You can't afford a mortal wound to your heart in the battlefield. At the same time, spiritually, it's where we relate to the affection we have for Christ, isn't it? Can we think of that? And so, figuratively speaking, when we're putting on the armor, that breastplate covers and protects our affection for Jesus Christ and others. We can't ever lose that affection. If we lose that affection, things won't go well for for long. They really won't. It's the area for the Christian where his integrity or her integrity and sincerity uh, lies. Um, if we don't ever get the opportunity to share anything verbally with those around us or in our workplace, if we're genuinely sincere with Jesus Christ, if we're walking with him every day, if we're allowing him to help us to grow and mature as Christians, they will find you. Because you will be a stark contrast to the other people. Just so happens when I was working at Safeway um, in the corporate offices, I had the scene I used to do every morning when I'd come in. And I'd say, good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. Didn't get a lot of people joining on that one. Okay. And then Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Friday, everybody stood up and cheered. Go figure. But. It's just we're, we don't may not we may not realize it, but when we're walking with Jesus Christ, when he's got control of our life, we're awful positive. We're awful. Uh, sincere and genuine and caring and loving. People will seek you out. People will look for you. If you have that breastplate of righteousness on to protect the affection, the integrity, and the honesty you have with the Lord. Matthew 24 says, says this. No one can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one or love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot have a blast in the world and follow the world and the world's concepts and be honoring Jesus Christ. It just doesn't work. The minute you try and do that, you will not be happy. You will not be satisfied. You will be miserable. 
Now, you may be smart. And so in many, you know, evangelical churches, there's a lot of people. I heard, I remember talking, um, oh, Adrian Rogers. He had a big church. I mean, you know, big. But he'd say, he, he wouldn't mind saying, I know there's a lot of you out there, and there were a lot of people that really aren't walking with God. I mean, he just flat out confront them. And you're downright miserable, face it. And your only hope is to accept Jesus Christ or repent to Jesus Christ, restore your relationship with him, and you will again be happy. Much of what Matthew 24 says. Going on to Ephesians 6.15. And having shot, <clears throat> excuse me, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It just is. Are we ready at a moment's notice to share with someone? See, we have to be so careful. You know, this happened to me once. Somebody was just really wrong in everything they were doing. And we had a bad encounter. And I didn't do so well. This is many, many, many years ago. The job I had. And I wasn't ready to just go up and just clear the air because technically I was right, but spiritually I was dead wrong. And the next thing I knew, I'm walking in the purchasing agent's office and he goes, hey, Bill, I've been meaning to ask you a question. I go, what? You know, and I'm uh, and he goes, what is it that you enjoy so much about the Christian life? Oh, my gosh. Oh, great. Good. Good one, Murray. Oh, you scored points here. I stumbled and bumbled. And uh, I learned such a hard lesson that day. And the next thing I did, as soon as I got out of the office, I chased this guy down and I go, you know, I'm sorry we ended up where we did. Please forgive me. Here's the wonderful thing about it. When you're sincere and you're genuine with people that aren't Christians and you approach them with kindness, you just melt them. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. Believe me, it was, it was me. You were, you, were, you were totally right. I, I don't know what I was thinking. See? Don't let your pride, which is so of the devil, get in and start to make decisions. Start to take action. It, it's just not good. There's a song I love. Um, it's one of my favorite songs by Frances Havergal. And it's so funny because when she wrote this song, she was very, very popular by this time in England. She had many songs and many books of many churches. And when she went to a regular publisher, and in the third verse, there's, there's something there. They said, we're sorry. We needed to remove the third verse. She says, I can't remove the third verse. The Lord gave me the third first, along with the first two and the fourth one. And they said, we can't print it for you. I'm sorry, we can't publish it. She goes, okay. 
She searched for weeks, couldn't find one publisher that would touch it with a 10-foot pole. And then somebody told her there was this guy just had a very small, humble uh, uh, office and printing shop, and it was a one-man thing. And so she walked in there, and she said, I have a song. Would you, would you at least look at it? He said, sure. And so he went nuts. He says, oh, it's beautiful. She said, well, what about the, the third verse? He says, oh, the third verse is just great. And for, for the sake of time, I'm only going to. Oh, well, here we go. Verse one, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love, at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my king, always only for my king. Here's number three. It's the second half. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages for thee. Here is the kicker. Take my silver and my gold. Not a mite would I withhold. Not a mite would I withhold. Wow. Okay. Let's just say that eventually it, it ended up in other books too. And it was just so sorrowful the way people were thinking. The last verse. Take my love, O my Lord. I pour at thy feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only all for thee. Ever only all for thee. I love that. That song just gets me going every time. Ephesians 16. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the arrows of the evil one. The shield of faith here in the firm confidence Excuse me, let me try that again. The shield of faith here is the firm confidence in the Lord and his word. When temptations burn, when circumstances are adverse, when doubts assail, when shipwreck threatens, faith looks up and says, I believe in God. That shield of faith will always extinguish the fiery missiles of the evil one. You know, it's different again for each one of us. But those fiery missiles are from the devil. And they're there to trip, to stumble us every time. It's just like the ones about a pity party. But... You know, you're one handsome devil. Or, you know, you're just gorgeous. That's what he does. He wants you to focus on those kind of things. The fire missiles will never say, it's time for you to get back in your word. It's time for you to take a little more time in prayer. No. They're always to distract Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Here's another quote. The helmet of God provides salvation. So no matter how hot the battle, the Christian believer, (coughs) excuse me, is not afraid since he knows that the ultimate victory is sure. He's assured of eventual deliverance 
and that preserves him from retreat or surrender. Romans 8.31 says, in the same spirit, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen? Remember, when the Lord was tempted by the devil, he answered all three of his invites with what? Scripture. Scripture, every time. Every time we'll defeat the devil. Verse 18. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Here's a prayer that I found somewhere. Satan can climb housetops, enter closets, and even if we could shut out the foul fiend, our own corruptions are enough to work our ruin unless grace prevents. Reader, be aware of evening temptations. Be not secure. The sun is down, but sin is up. We need a watchman for the night as well as a guardian for the day. O blessed spirit, keep us from all evil this night. Being close to Christ being walking with him. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Our loved ones may spurn our appeals, reject our message, oppose our arguments, despise our persons, but they are helpless Against our prayers. One last quote. Author unknown. You can win over the devil with force. You can't, excuse me. You can't win over the devil with force, with human influence, with scientific skill, with money, with arguments or threats or promises. It takes the spiritual armor and weapons provided by God and him alone. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time. We thank you that you didn't leave us alone. That you give us armor to put on every day. Help us, Lord, to be faithful. Help us to be aware of the devil and how he works out there. And help us to take the time every morning to put on that spiritual armor of God so we can be protected, so we can have the right testimony, so we can help those when they are in need of help, that we can encourage those when they need encouragement. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen.